You're listening to the Big Reviewski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. Hello and welcome to the Big Reviewski with Chicago Town Pizza. My name's Owen, there's Rory, and you just need to sit back, relax, make yourself comfortable because we've got some wonderful recommendations for you to watch this week. And don't forget, free pizza! All you have to do to be in with the chance of winning some delicious Chicago Town goodies is head over to the Big Reviewski Twitter account to enter that competition. So go and do that straight after the show. First, though, everybody thinks Hollywood is the place for brand new big movies, but it's actually Ireland. You can't walk around a corner without bumping into a major Hollywood star or a big budget production. Isn't that right, Rory? Yeah, like I think even over lockdown, we have been inundated with international productions. Everyone seems to have gotten in a selfie with Matt Damon when he was over for The Last Duel. Everyone managed to visit the set with uh, Patrick Dempsey and James Marsden and Adina Menzel and uh, Amy Adams, of course, for Disenchanted. And now everyone this week seems to be meeting Bill Murray while he's playing golf out the West Coast for his new golf show. But there's actually loads more, isn't there, Owen? Yeah, and we also covered Cocaine Bear from Elizabeth Banks in our very first episode of The Big Review Ski as well. But some other people have landed in Ireland since then. They obviously saw what was happening. They wanted to be part of it. Uh, up first, we have Florence Pugh, who's here to film The Wonder with none other than Neve Algar, who was our big guest on the show last week. But it is lovely to see Florence Pugh, uh, you know, taking in the sights and testing uh, or trying out all of the local delicacies uh, as well. We also have Emerald, uh, which supposedly stars Sharon Horgan and Brendan Gleeson. Uh, everyone has been very tight-lipped about this at the moment, but they were spotted filming down in Dublin at the 40 foot as well. So potentially that's going to be a brand new Amazon TV series. So we'll watch that space uh, and see what comes out of that as well. We also have, uh, very excited about this one, Oscar winner, Olivia Coleman is currently in Ireland working with uh, acclaimed Irish director Emma Reynolds on a brand new cross-country adventure called Joyride. We also have an adaptation of Graham Norton's brand new book, Holding. Uh, it's got a brilliant cast, including Polly McGlynn, uh, Siobhan McSweeney from Dairy Girls, Brenda Fricker is in it, and uh, our good old friend Mr. Michael Fry is in there as well. So a lot to look forward to. They were filming down uh, in West Cork. But last but not least, my absolute favourite, and everyone has been talking about this, it of course reunites Brendan Gleeson with Colin Farrell uh, and Martin McDonough for what isn't a follow-up to Embruge, as far as we know. But obviously, when these three guys get together, uh, they make absolute magic. And just this week, it was announced that Barry Keoghan is going to be joining the cast of The Banshees of Inish Aaron as well. So a lot to look forward to. Uh, any favourites in particular there, Roy? My favourite is the one you didn't list. It's Dungeons & Dragons because it has half of Hollywood in it. It's got Hugh Grant, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, and now everyone's favourite thing that's happened in the last year or so, René Jean, uh, who was at Bridgerton, and they're filming this massive, huge budget fantasy action epic up very close to where uh, they filmed Game of Thrones. So uh, it's just something about the North and dragons that people love. Uh, someone should look into it. But not on this show. We've no time. We've got so much other stuff to talk about. My God. 
Exactly. The reason I didn't actually mention that one is because if anybody found out that the lad from Bridgerton was in Ireland currently, uh, nobody would get any work done. They basically uh, just try and track him down, uh, essentially. So all of those productions are currently filming in Ireland at the moment. So if you do take any snaps or you happen to see anyone, just let us know. And now it's time for the best of the rest coming to the big screen. Roy, what's up first? Well, first is Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which is Marvel's latest big screen outing. Uh, the last one was Black Widow, which, as you know, I was a bit eh, on. Uh, this one is leaning harder into the world of magic and fantasy, uh, and it's Marvel's first Asian lead as well, which is just another you know thing that they've managed to cross. It's taken them a while, but they've they've done it, so... Congratulations. Uh, the lead in this is Simu Liu, who is very charismatic, very likable, and he's paired with Aquafina in this, who people might know from Crazy Rich Asians and Ocean's 8. They make a very charming leading pair uh, in a, a platonic relationship, which is weird for Marvel, because normally it's like, we need to get the guy and the girl, and they're attractive, and hooray, and then they kiss, and the world's saved. So it's nice to see that they're actually trying new things in this. As well as that, it's got, I believe two of the best action sequences in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe history because it leans into influences from the likes of Jackie Chan, The Matrix, uh, you know, just proper physical action as opposed to just exploding into a, a, you know, Vesuvius of CGI, which unfortunately is how the movie does actually end. It's, it's, they can't help themselves. Marvel are just like, we've got all this money and all these special effects artists and we have to pay them. So it does end in just another tsunami of special effects, which, you know, <laughs> I, all right. But everything leading up to that is a lot of fun, very entertaining. Uh, so yeah, if you're feeling a bit of the fatigue, which I thought was made up until I seen Black Widow and I was like, oh, I actually am feeling the fatigue now. This might be the one that will steer you back on course. Uh, and it does feel like Marvel are again starting to try some new things, which I'm a big fan of. You are a product of all who came before you. The legacy of your family. You are your mother. And whether you like it or not, you are also your father. I told my men they wouldn't be able to kill you if they tried. Excellent stuff. We know we're both massive fans of the MCU, so very excited about this one. And I wasn't familiar of uh, with Simu Liu's work previously, but he seems to be, as you said, very charismatic in the film, but also just on Twitter and stuff as well. He had a great tweet whenever the film I was about to re- be released, and he was like, 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Where was the other 14% uh, saying that his parents are probably uh, going to call him up on that? So uh, he seems like good crack. Aquafina is brilliant as well in everything that she appears in. So, uh, yeah, all good things for this one. Uh, what have we got next? Up next is Annette. And I have to bring you in on this own because I showed you the trailer and your initial reaction was, oh, this is the most art house like <laughs> Oh, oh, yes. Oh, here's Cannes and we're in Cannes and we win all the things in Cannes. And people who go to the cinema don't care about films like this. And normally it's pretty much on the money, except that this has um, Adam Driver and Marion Cotillard in it. So 
People love the two of them. It's written by the Sparks Brothers, who had a documentary out not too long ago, and they're absolute proper musical geniuses. So it's interesting to see what they're going to do. And apparently there's a very heavy musical theme all the way through this as well. So you get to see uh, hear some uh, original compositions and original songs by them as well. And it's directed by a guy called uh, Leon Corax, who directed a film a few years ago called Holy Motors, which is legitimately one of the weirdest films I've ever seen, but is also absolutely brilliant. So yeah, in this, it's it's two parents who have a daughter named Annette who discover she's got some special powers and may uh, be the key to the future of humanity, which, you know, I think every every parent probably feels that way. It's like, you're going to be president and you're going to save us all, except that it's, it's actually uh, for real. Uh, it won Best Director at the Cannes Film Festival uh, earlier this year, so it is a little bit outside of the normal Marvel, Star Wars, you know, superheroes and stuff's exploding. It is an arthouse film. But if you are looking for something very different, this could be the, the one for you. First time I fell in love. It all went so fast. One, two, three, four. What I see in her is obvious. What she sees in me Yeah, well, it does have Kylo Ren in it, so obviously I'm here for I mean, that. Uh, yeah, whenever you sent me, <laughs> whenever you sent me on the trailer, uh, I felt like this could go one of two ways. It's actually going to be so pretentious and up its own arse, or it's just going to blow people away uh, on this kind of fantastical adventure with these amazing tunes from the Spark Brothers as well. So we'll definitely be checking that out. So hopefully it's the latter of the two with extra lightsabers, uh, of course. And last but not least, what have we got in our cinema releases? We've got one much closer to home. We've got Wildfire, <clears throat> which tells the story of two sisters, one who has been missing for a while but returns home to the small town in Ireland when she hears that her mother has passed away. Uh, and when she returns, the two of them start to look into their own family history and their own kind of personal issues, uh, all while reflecting against this border town that is on the north-south border in, in Ireland. Uh, and just... It does seem like a big, massive metaphor. And under the wrong hands, it might be clumsy. It might be like, we're fighting and also Ireland's fighting. But apparently this is like properly powerful stuff. It's got two magnificent central performances. Um, one of the actresses, uh, she actually won Best Actress at the IFTAs earlier this year for her role in this. Uh, and yeah, it does, it does seem like one of those powerful Irish films that probably should get a bit more recognition now it's tough because it's going out the week marvel have launched their, their most like latest film so uh yeah I'd, I'd say make time for it if you can you've come up and our system is missing for the last year do you want us to call anyone let them know you're okay kelly's okay she's at home she's home you said you'd keep in touch. I thought you were dead. Wildfire, I think this looks really, really excellent. Uh, as you said, it looks incredibly powerful. And it feels like we're on a run of some really special and brilliant Irish films as well. Between this, uh, Redemption of a Rogue last week, and previously we had uh, The Boys from County Hell as well. Some, some really 
excellent Irish films being made at the moment. Uh, so those are all coming to a cinema near you if you want to go and check them out. Now, it's time for our favourite trailer of uh, recent weeks. And I know we've already mentioned Barry Keoghan here on the show, but he is back uh, in yet another Marvel blockbuster. It feels like Marvel are just <laughs> cranking back into gear uh, and releasing, obviously, Black Widow, uh, The Ten Rings as well, Legend of Shang-Chi. And now they're getting everybody very excited about Eternals. Yeah, like this is a big swing. This is some proper big ideas to be putting into the Marvel Universe because it's basically to do with God and creationism and, uh, you know, divinity and how, you know, a light touch can be better than people actively intervening and stuff. So it's it's a lot. It's a big, big movie. It's it's directed by Chloe Zhao, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. She recently won Best Director for Nomadland. It's got this insane cast, as you mentioned, uh, Barry Keoghan, but it's also got Sam Hayek and Angelina Jolie and Richard Madden and Kit Harrington and Gemma Chan and blah, 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 blah. I could go on and on and on. And <clears throat> it does look very interesting but when i was talking to people about the trailer one thing that everyone was asking was like what if they're so powerful why were they not around to stop thanos when he was like and half you were gone um and it turns out that there's like a rule within the eternals saying that they cannot intervene unless a specific race are involved because otherwise they have to kind of like hold their hands up and go this is all on you and we can't really get involved but there is actually another tenuous link between Thanos and the Eternals in that Angelina Jolie's character Thena is actually related to Thanos in the MCU so her dad and Thanos's dad were brothers and did not get on and Thanos went off in a it, he went down a bad road and tried to kill half of everyone that you've ever known whereas it looks like Thena seems a bit more nice and angelic and trying to save people so listen we've all got that cousin who just you're like ah oh, are we sure we're actually related <laughs> and are we sure uh so i'd say yeah thena and thanos they probably probably not like super close yeah they're definitely if there's any like family reunion parties they're <laughs> definitely not going to be chatting to each other those you were so tempted to name your actual cousin who's really embarrassing weren't you i think in my family i think i am the embarrassing cousin so <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. This is a look at the brand new trailer for Eternals. Five years ago, Thanos erased half of the population of the universe. But the people of this planet brought everyone back with a snap of a finger. The sudden return of the population provided the necessary energy for the emergence to begin. seven days now it's time for the best of the brand new home entertainment releases so rory what's up first up first we've got he's all that not to be confused with 1999's she's all that although you will confuse them because it is essentially the same movie except everyone's been gender swapped uh it's a a girl who gives a guy a glow up uh, but it, just like the original one where you're like, ew, Rachel Lee Cook, you're so ugly. Oh, you took her glasses off. She's beautiful now. Whereas in this one, it's like, oh, gross. And then he takes his shirt off and he's ripped. And you're like, oh, okay. So he just needs a haircut. Got it. But it does actually have Rachel Lee Cook 
back in this. Um, some of the stars, like Matthew Lillard, I think, is, is back in it. But this is this generation's. She's all that. It's he's all that. So I don't know. My one saving grace, I think, is that it's directed by the guy who made Mean Girls, which is still one of the best comedies of all time. So I've got hope. I've got a little bit of hope. And that's all I've got. I'm sorry. I watched the trailer for this. And you know I don't normally say this, but I hated the trailer <laughs> for this one. I was like, what are they doing? Because I did love the, the the first one. It's not about it's not coming from any kind of precious place about how dare you remake my favorite film of all time, she's all that. But it is like the guy, I think it's a young actor from Cobra Kai who is the the victim who gets the the glow up this time. And like you look at him even whenever they're like, what about that loser? And he's like He's a really good-looking lad who's class with horses and knows kung fu. And as you said, as soon as he takes his shirt off, it's like, come on, please. There's got to be better subjects for it than that. And then uh, Sixpence None the Richer from Dawson's Creek kicked oh. in, and it was like a dance remix of it. And I was like, oh, my God, my brain. <laughs> um, so as you said, uh, it is directed by the same guy who did Mean Girls, so there is hope there. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. But that's he's all that, and it's coming to Netflix, yeah? Yeah, it should be on Netflix right now. Uh Watch it at your own risk. And action. We're live here, and surprise, we're on the set of my boyfriend's brand new music video. Jordan! What are you doing? Okay, let's not freak out. What are you doing? We're over, okay? Touch it! What? You're still alive. Oh, shit! Lovely stuff. Okay, what's up apart from Hazel that? Now, I know you're going to be offended, and I'm already telling the sound people to get the get the bleeper button ready, but it is Kevin can go f- himself no it's not it's kevin can himself i every time have gotten the name of that wrong it's kevin can himself that's the name of the show you're getting proper usage out of the bleep machine you didn't even get it wrong uh accidentally you're just doing that on purpose (laughs) yeah uh yeah so it's it's annie murphy who people might know from schitt's creek absolutely hilarious comedian uh she's the lead in this playing the kind of perfect sitcom wife to a schlubby husband. So it's the, the basic marriage Homer setup uh, from, a, from every sitcom ever. Uh, but in this, her perfect marriage and her perfect life is kind of cracked when she realizes she kind of wants to kill her husband. It is a very dark comedy. It was aired in the States a few months ago and everyone over there was talking about it because it takes some twists and turns and some interesting directions and also has a lot to say about the gender dynamics in sitcoms and in comedies and TV shows in general. Uh, and again, Annie Murphy, just hilarious, just just absolute comedy gold. And it's great to see her try something else that isn't just Shit's Creek humour again. Um, so yeah, like if you're looking for something very dark, but also still very, very funny, all the episodes are available to watch on Prime Video right now. It's about a woman who keeps playing perfect housewife. Hey, where's our breakfast? You're not supposed to have favorites. Kevin's my husband. Come on, babe. Can you go see if my package is here yet? Can you do it? I'm in the middle of something. Then one day, she realizes what she wants. Whoa, Miss Hercules over here. <laughs> Is that blood? It doesn't mean you get to be moody. You already used that excuse once this month. 
Yeah, playing on the sitcom tropes worked really well for WandaVision as well. And that kind of blend between uh, real life and that sitcom setup as well. So again, watching the trailer for this one, it's like, oh, what's actually happening here? Is it inside her head? Uh, is it just her lived experience? So Annie Murphy, as you said, is uh, a comedy genius. Uh, so it'll be brilliant to see her get uh, her teeth stuck into something a bit more dramatic while also having that pitch black comedy side. What was the what was the name of that show again? Get the bleep button ready. Kevin can f- himself. Okay, okay. And the last one, is it as rude as this one? No, 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 no. I think this one, I, I've never encountered it. I haven't encountered a show in quite a while that like is so up on Doherty's Alley that I'm excited for you to see it. It's Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Martin Short, who I know you absolutely love. And it's also got mm-hmm. Selena Gomez and Nathan Lane and Amy Ryan and just an immense supporting cast. It is, the first three episodes are added to Disney Plus this week, and then the rest of the season will play out weekly going forward. But yeah, they they play three like serial, remember serial, and all those kind of murder podcasts. Every West Cork, like everyone, became obsessed with their own version of it. So the three of them are obsessed with true crime podcasts, and a murder happens in their building. So the three of them decide to set up their own murder podcast to see if they could solve who killed the person inside their rich kind of Manhattan building. Uh, so everyone in the building is is a suspect, maybe even one of the three leads. Who knows? I've seen the first three episodes. It is very funny and it actually does have a very interesting mystery at the center of it. So it's hitting all those marks just right. But again, like I said, oh, Darty, I know you love Stephen Martin. Uh, so you were just going to, you're going to have a blast with this one. This doesn't make sense. Where do we start? At the very beginning. I got in the elevator with these two weirdos. Then Tim got in the elevator. Approximately 12 minutes from now, I will be murdered. Tim Kono's death has been ruled a homicide. And apparently one of you jerk-offs did it. Excellent stuff. It's nice to see after Knives Out as well, a wee bit of a resurgence of those kind of classic feel whodunits as well. So all on board for this. And just before the stupid pandemic hit, the last gig I was supposed to go to was to see Steve Martin and Martin Short. So I feel like they have made this show in the meantime personally for me. So thank you, Steve Martin and Martin Short or Steve Martin Short, as I like to call them as well. So that sounds great. Uh, Cannot wait to watch it. Now it's time for a pizza and a movie when myself and Rory go head to head in our weekly recommendations. Each of us suggests one movie you should watch this weekend or this upcoming week with a delicious Chicago time pizza. Rory, what are you going for? This week, I'm going for 28 Weeks Later, which has just been added to Disney+. Plus. Now, <clears throat> they added both 28 Days and 28 Weeks Later, and I thought... If I, if I go with 28 Days Later, I'm definitely going to win. So I want it to be a bit of a competition. So that's why I went with 28 Weeks Later, which in my opinion is vastly underrated. Actually has a higher critical score than 28 Days, believe it or not. And was probably one of the first times we were all introduced to the likes of Jeremy Renner, Idris Elba, uh, Imogen Poots and Rose Byrne. Uh, it starts with like, one of the most intense scenes with Robert Carlyle and his on-screen wife and the whole film just never really lets up for the rest of it I think it's fantastic I think it's as good as the original and again just vastly underrated so if you're looking for 
like a proper scary good time 28 weeks later now added to Disney Plus but maybe you know just do a double just 28 days 28 weeks do a double bill I'm not cheating I'm not picking two I'm just mentioning so it's fine I was about to say I can't believe you've actually cheated this week and <laughs> picked two like don't think about this other one I mentioned but I actually mean this 28 weeks later mm. one uh, that is brilliant that the two of them have been added um, I still have nightmares about the opening of 28 weeks later that scene as you mentioned with Robert Carlyle it's just like oh it's so terrifying um I am slightly more cynical than you. I've just gone for the obvious win again. So I'll get victory again this week. Um, I've gone for a film that has just been added to Netflix uh, the last couple of days. It came out in 2003. It stars Vince Vaughn, Luke Wilson, and a pre-Anchorman and pre-Elf Will Ferrell. It is, of course old school and the reason i picked no i haven't watched this in <laughs> probably nearly the 20 years since it was originally uh released but uh i just it has one of the funniest scenes i think that i've <laughs> ever seen in a cinema whenever will ferrell shoots himself uh in the jugular with a horse tranquilizer and sean william scott puts on an incredible performance reacting to that uh so even just for that scene alone please pick old school this week uh so those are our choices for pizza in a movie uh we'll stick them up on instagram as well so you can vote for them there and uh obviously obviously go for my one um so that pretty much uh sums it up for this week rory thank you as ever for all of your expert recommendations uh thanks for everybody behind the scenes at the big review ski and as well thank you to our friends at chicago town pizza don't forget you can head over to the big review ski twitter account to see if you can get your hands on some lovely chicago town pizza goodies and Rory, who is going to take us out for the end of the show? So to take us out this week, considering we're talking about Shang-Chi, considering we were just talking about the Eternals, considering this is kind of a Marvel special episode, who better than Simu Liu, who plays Shang-Chi himself, and he is going to talk to us about his reaction to the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, which we actually broke down in last week's episode, if you want to go back and check that out. But as you'll hear, Marvel's brand new Shang-Chi has a very funny and specific reaction to the new Spider-Man trailer. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously Wong is in that. Are mm. you when you see him in there and you know he's in your movie too, are you like, this is exciting for me? Because I know potentially where this is going. And also I can't tell anyone about it. Wow, wow. It's uh, it's very flattering that you think that I would I would know those things. I <laughs> lack the security clearance or perhaps the intellectual capability to grasp any of that stuff. Um, all I know is I see I sees Wong and I I, I I gets happy. You know that that I'm a very I'm a very simple man in that regard. And Benedict is such an amazing performer and even better friend. And uh, I'm just happy for him. He's getting a lot of opportunities in the MCU. He's popping up everywhere. I, I say put Wong in everything. That's your poster quote right there. Put Wong in everything. Put Wong in everything. Absolutely. You're listening to The Big Review Ski on Joe with Chicago Town. Pizza? Yeah, we go to town on it. <laughs>